Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And an absolutely thrilling night in North London as Southampton come from behind twice to beat Spurs 3-2. An absolutely sensational result from the Saints. And here to discuss all the action with us, we have Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajumba. Dean, we'll come to you first. I mean, I'm just about to get my breath back, mate. That was absolutely brilliant at the end there. I mean, what a game. An emotional rollercoaster at the end. Um, the first half, I think that's the best I've seen Southampton play. Um, completely dominated Tottenham. Tottenham didn't have any answers for them. The amount of chances they created um, and good chances as well. Opportunities that potentially could have done better and the game could have been outside. Uh, but tactically brilliant. We talked about it before the game. Um, two wide players played centrally and just outnumbered the Tottenham players and got into little pockets and holes and the full-backs were flying forward and almost playing like wingers. Um, the two central strikers caused Tottenham all sorts of problems and it was just, it was fantastic to watch. And the only frustration was it was it was one all at, at half-time and thinking, is it going to be one of those games where Southampton are going to regret this and think we needed to get that second goal? And, and when Tottenham got the second goal, controversial goal in my opinion, I mean, we're going to talk about that, but I think it's definitely a foul. Um, I think there's no doubt about that in, in terms of how I see the game. Uh, but then what a response. What a response again from, from Southampton and two brilliant goals. Time and Velenus' run. He just sees that opportunity, sees his face. A brilliant ball from James Wood Crouch. You know, that ball comes back to him. I think Glenn Hoddle mentioned in the commentary, if, if, if James had had that touch, it would have prevented the chance or a Tottenham defender to be able to get back into that space to cover. But the delivery first time was fantastic. And then again, the deliveries for Shea Adams header. So, brilliant game. And then the, the, the VAR house, Southampton out the end with the disallowed goal. So, I mean, what a game. They're the sort of games that is why we all love the Premier League. Um, we all love watching it. Just high entertainment. And I must admit, I'm getting really excited at, at home. And they're the sort of games that make you want to play again. You know, even the the arguments on the touchline. You know, where after Tottenham's goal and everyone, you know, coming together. I love all that about football, and that is the hustle and bustle in it and the and the beauty of the English game. But what a game! I'm fully deserved from Southampton. They were absolutely brilliant tonight. Yeah, they were indeed, Adrian. A game full of drama. A great watch for the neutrals, but even better if you're a Saints fan. <laughs> Oh, definitely, and, and and fully deserved at the end. You know, you, you might see the score, and it, you know the final score just doesn't tell you half of, of what happened in that game. Your your emotions are all over the place at, at half time, as Dean says. You're thinking, how are Saints not, you know, three, four, maybe even five goals ahead with the amount of chances they created, and and then they find themselves two one down in controversial circumstances, and and then the two quick goals goals to win it and, and sort of turn it around at the end, and. You know, in, in some ways, there's a bit of justice that, that Spurs had that goal ruled out at the end. There's, you know, a VAR controversy there, the way that Spurs were, are allowed to almost get away with the, the goal that put them ahead 2-1. But unbelievable game, great game. And, and yes, as you said, great one for the neutrals to watch tonight. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Perot on his outside, puts it back on his right foot. Back post, Shea Adams hits it straight at Lloris from four yards out. Saints try and stay brave on the line, but they go straight into Romero. And the flag does go up. Son's come in field. He's fed it to Kane. Square to Regulon. Great save by Forster. 
threads a clever ball to Hoybier. Hoybier square, and this time Forster beaten by a deflected shot from Son. Spurs living very dangerously in their own penalty area. Perro pulls it back, and Brozier takes the shot. First time, side foot past Lloris. Crosses left footed to the back post, and Kane has headed it down and over the crossbar. Brozier's flattened, Spurs play on. Kane feeds Mora. Mora first time cross. And this time the goal stands. And Southampton are furious because Brozier's still down on halfway. Back to the captain. Here's that first time cross. Looking for a free header. And it is 2 2. And it's Moya Lianusi. The way to the far side. Ward Prowse will put it back in first time. Free header for Adams. And he scores from Ward Prowse's first time cross. Two goals in less than two minutes for Saints. The back heel from Son finds Kane. Kane's crossed deep into the heart of the penalty area. And Bergwijn scores. Romero headed it down. Bergwijn is offside. And that should be VAR. Surely he's looking at this. Bergwijn is offside day. And that's it. Southampton have beaten Spurs away from home. Now, before the scoring even started, Adrian, obviously Shea Adams had a fantastic chance before Reguilon forced that brilliant save out of Fraser Forster. In your opinion, should it have actually been 1-1 much earlier? Yeah, probably probably should have, actually. And it was um, it was very interesting to see that, that Shea chance so early because I did mention before about the, the chances that Spurs almost allow the opposition to create and, and they do give them away. They do give the opposition encouragement and... I think getting that chance so early on was almost like a you know a sign of things to come. Um, and in terms of the Reguilon chance, it's a great save from Fraser Forster. He's just got to stay big um, as a sign of you know that that threat that I mentioned uh, in the in the pre-show about Spurs on the counter attack. Um, really quick move, Kane's ball across to the far post, but a great save as I said, Forster staying big and sort of saving that for one-on-one chance. Dean, it does feel a bit of a shame to have to talk about the Bednarek own goal, own goal after everything that followed, but we do have to touch on it. So could he have done any better there? Difficult one, Steve. Um, it's a good play from Tottenham. You know, it's a good third-man run from Hoiberg to get into that space and um, a bit of confusion from James Ward-Prowse, I think it is, and Perro, who goes to the runner, who stays, who closes the ball down. Um, and then it's a very, very good, intelligent run from from Sun, to be fair, to get across that first post. You know, strikers always in training courage to get across that the front post, whether it would be an opportunity for him or whether it creates space for another striker or it causes a confusion, which it did for Benrath, to, to try and clear it and stretch and overstretch and ended up scoring an own goal. So, look, you can analyse it, but the game moves so quickly and it was good one-touch football from, from Tottenham. And I think you have to just say that it's a very, very good goal. And if Benrath doesn't get there and doesn't make contact... I think Sun's going to score anyway. So it's difficult and you could see the disappointment in him and almost like, oh, me again sort of thing because he scored a couple of own goals. But he's doing the right thing, in my opinion. You know, he's trying to prevent that run. He's trying to get there first. He's being committed. He's being brave. And it's just unfortunate he can't get a clean contract on it. You could say maybe goes with the wrong leg. Could have gone with his left leg, but he goes with his right because he's more natural foot as he's been right-footed and kind of comes off his studs and no chance for for Fraser Forster but you look at it from that point on Southampton were brilliant and again it's it's that reaction it's that mentality that seems to be within the group now you know that the disappointment that potentially last year would have um, deflated the team is almost like um, galvanised the team now okay let's go and prove ourselves let's go and play and they did that from that moment on and were, were fantastic 
Well, let's talk about the first Saints goal now then, shall we? I mean, Adrian, you spoke about Brazier's pace and power before the game. But I mean, that finish, you know, for the Saints equaliser, it was just pure instinct, wasn't it? What did you make of that goal and, and his overall impact on the game today? It's, you know, when you, when you look at just a finish, you might go, oh, it's just a simple tapping. But just the way he adjusts so quickly when that ball flashes um, across the box to sort of readjust the position of his foot so that he only needs one touch to divert the ball from the direction it's coming into the net. Just, you know, such a, a great instinctive finish. And I don't know, he's just shown such a variety of, in his finishing. I just think he's a really exciting player to, to watch and see how he develops because of the sort of the variety, you know, to use that word again, that he's shown in his game and in his finishing. Um, it's just great to see the platform Southampton are giving him and, and what he's showing um, they were great down the left, Southampton, in the first half particularly. Uh, Perot really, really sort of stood out for me. I thought him and Elinusi, the way they combined, were great. And it was one of the, from one of those moves that it all started. And and the goal was, you know, as well as how, how Southampton had started, they'd actually had a couple of chances as well after going behind. Roger wriggled through and forced a save from, from Hugo Lloris, or maybe he could have crossed. And then James Ward-Prowse had a shot as well, which forced a save out of Hugo Lloris as well. So... The goal, the equaliser was coming and, you know, as I said at the start, it's just a, a great show and display of Roger's finishing sort of ability. Dean, I've got some stats for you here, mate. In the first half, Southampton had 16 attempts, seven of which were on target. Now, in terms of total attempts, that's the most for Saints in the first half of a Premier League game since records began. Adrian mentioned the few players that had attempts and all went close. So should it have been all over by half time? I think it definitely could have been, Steve. Um, well, it, whether it should have been or not, um, I think there's some, a couple of good saves. Um, you know, Perro's strike against the crossbar is a brilliant strike. Um, if you look at the chances, um, James Ward-Prowse is a good side, it's a good save. Brozier potentially, where, you know, the chance before he scores, could he square it to, to Shea Adams potentially? The one he goes through one-on-one, previously shown really good composure and he kind of snatches it a little bit, almost surprised that he is through but shows good pace and power, like we spoke about, to get in that position. Um, and there was many, many other... Um, Stuart Armstrong's header, good save again, I think. Um, so there was... And there was a few half chances. Salasu header, you know, in the corner that could have gone in and the Tottenham defended well. Um, so, yeah, look, at half-time, it could have been 3 or 4-1. And I don't think Tottenham could have, could have complained because it was such a dominant performance. It really, really was. And it wasn't... Only the chances created, it was the way the chances were created, the way Southampton played through, played through Tottenham, the movement from the midfield players, um, the, the full-backs being really brave and playing really high. Tottenham just didn't have any answers for them. They really didn't. And you see Conte was, was really pleased to get in at half-time at 1-1. But yeah, at this level, you're always wondering, ah, could we have taken, do we need to have taken one of those chances? Because... To have that many shots and that many chances in the first half, are you going to get as many in the second half? Potentially not, but they want them to win the game. So, yeah, you can look back on it now and, and smile. But, yeah, the chances that should have been, the game should have been over by half-time, I think. Well, time to hear from the fans now. And the comments section is just being flooded with uh, love for that performance, and understandably so. Um, Carlos on Facebook has said, what a performance up the Saints. We've got a comment here from David as well. He says, brilliant, 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 Ralph and the team. Uh, Andrew Williams also getting in touch. He says, that was sensational. Uh, Julian, hello to you. Fantastic result. Amazing performance from all the lads. Uh, Nicholas Berg, thank you for your comment. Brilliant stuff up the Saints and the Kai 
Tizard on YouTube says, what a game. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. We were amazing. It certainly was one to remember for sure. Uh, now, Adrian, I think it's fair to say that Ralph seemed pretty upset about the uh, a penalty not awarded to the Saints after a handball by Hoiberg. That was towards the end of the first half. Was there anything in that for you? I don't know, it was difficult to see. I didn't really see enough replays myself. Um, it was it, the sort of angle on it. You can't quite see, other than, you know, you see you see Hoiberg pull his arm away, but it kind of, the ball bounces up and you wonder if it hits that area sort of top of the chest and he's just making sure his arm was out of the way. So it was very difficult to see, I think, from the replays that they showed, but you have to imagine that with VAR, if, if it was a handball, say that with VAR, there were later decisions maybe that they, they didn't look at and, and didn't get right, but... With, with the penalty, I would have thought if there if there was anything in that, I would have thought they would have given that. Yeah, Dean, the referee had some more questions in the second half as well when it came to VAR decisions. Son obviously scored uh, what put Spurs 2-1 up. And then we obviously saw VAR turn from villain to hero later on, disallowing Steven Bergvine's goal. What did you make of all that? I think it's it's, it's definitely a foul for, for Son's goal, I think. Um, the defender... Um, comes over the top of, of Brogia. Um And I can't see how that's not fair. I've watched the replay many, many times because obviously Brogia was down with, with the injury. And for the referee not even to to have a look at it. Um, and these are the moments where I think referees need to understand the situation a little bit. There's always a bit of um, game management from the opposition when you've conceded a goal to try and get the referee to, to review a decision. Um, but I think you could see from the reaction of Southampton players, the reaction of Southampton staff, that there was definitely something in this. And for peace of mind, I think the referee should have the choice to be able to go and look at it. Um, it's definitely a foul. Me and Adrian were speaking before we came back on live that, you know, was there time to potentially, as it's a head injury, to stop the game? You know, I think if it's a head injury, it's dangerous for the player. Anything could happen. So was there time? I think potentially. Um, it's a great goal from, from Tottenham, to be honest. It's a brilliant ball and a great finish from, from some. But I think that's that's definitely a um, a foul, in my opinion. Um, and I'd be really disappointed. But again, it doesn't matter now because Southampton went on to win 3-2. Um, and the goal at the end being disallowed, it, yeah, it's clear and obvious that that is definitely offside. But at the time, he's disheartened, just thinking, oh, free all draw, which is a great result. But after the dominance of Southampton that had to be, and to score so late, it would have been so disappointing. But... The game had everything. I, I mean, that is a classic. You'll be watching that for years. That is, that's Premier League gold if that even still exists. But yeah, great game. Really good. Yeah, what a game indeed. Well, then came a pretty mad three minutes. And I think this comment from Glynis Rose sums it up quite nicely. Uh, excited, exhausted, exhilarated. Uh, well done, Saints. Brilliant. Uh, Adrian, if you wouldn't mind, talk us through that Elianusi goal because it was quite the header, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, and you talk about mad three minutes. I think it was actually a couple of minutes before that. Armando Brogia robbed Harry Winks and goes through as well. And it's, it felt like after Spurs went 2-1 up, it almost like it, it required so much effort for them to get back into that position. It felt like they stopped playing. And Southampton took advantage of that and then kind of found a second win themselves, had the Brogia chance. And then, you know, the Elianusi equaliser, as Dean said earlier on, great, great timing of the run to, to find the little gap in that Spurs defence. And obviously, it has to, you know, he's meeting an, an unbelievable cross almost. You know, James Ward Prowse is compared to David Beckham when it comes to free kicks. And I think those two crosses were, were Beckham esque as well, sort of first time whipped in perfectly, just, you know, met, met with the timing of the run, just absolutely perfect um, for both goals, Elianusi and Shea Adams as well. 
Yeah, and then about two minutes and 20 seconds later, to be exact, Dean, Shay Adams gets the winner. All of us here on the Saints live team watching on our little monitor went nuts when that one went in. Uh, it was great to see that, especially on the balance of play as well. Oh, brilliant goal. Um, I woke the kids up celebrating, so I got in trouble with the wife, but I, who cares about that? So that's on one, and it's a, it's a great goal again. It's, and I mean, the passing and the, the possession that I had before the goal, was 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 fantastic and then the switch of play um and it was actually it was actually a really good ball from Pero in you know a flat cross and Elenusi's coming in again at the back post and it's a good clearance I think from Davis and and Cole Capitas keeps the ball alive and Southampton did that really well tonight you know balls coming around the edge of the box second balls you'd say in a game they kept the game alive they kept um Tottenham defending and uh, again the balls laid back and I'm actually thinking oh, that's a bit hard for James to to hit that in the first time but with his quality, I mean, what a cross again. It's probably even a better cross. Um, and Shay Adams, uh, that is not an easy header. It looks like an easy header, but he would have seen that for a long time, realised that he's he's free. He's not necessarily running onto it. It's quite a standing jump, but gets good power into it and uh, Lloris gets nowhere near it. And, and the celebrations, uh, Shay Adams sliding on his knees, the players celebrating. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That is what football's about. And, Obviously, with the fans there, brilliant following as well. Shay will remember those moments. They're the moments you really remember in your career where if you watch the replay, he scores the header and he's running towards the fans and he's looking up. And you can just see the, the delight in his face and brilliant. What a result. And Southampton, if this team can really believe in themselves, I think they can do something special. I really do. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Ralph, to be honest, it's hard to know where to start after a game like that. But let's begin with how you're feeling. What are what are your emotions after this yeah, one? Big relief and very proud of what we have shown today. I must say we had today against a very strong side, uh, played an unbelievable game with the ball. Um, I spoke about the second goal and we played 23 passes before we score. I mean, this is this is amazing and uh, by far the best game with the ball we have played in this season. It took a lot of energy also. And when you see us running today, Moe, Stewie on the 10 positions, so hard this job today. Also the Sixers covering a lot of things against quality up front. You have to defend proper, Roma, Kyle, really good. The centre-backs, I cannot say anybody, it's just striker score the goals. Yes, this is what you need, goalkeeper who makes a few big save in the first half. I mean, you have to have everybody on the highest level, otherwise you have no chance. And we had everybody on the highest level today. Maybe difficult to reflect right now, so soon after. But is it one of the most memorable games that you've had as Southampton manager? Yeah, I just heard this is my fifth 500 goals uh, game in my career as a manager. I definitely will never forget this. This is for sure. Um, obviously, to go behind twice away from home against a team like this, particularly with the second goal, which is obviously quite a controversial one, to come back and still win the game. How much does that say about your team? It says a lot. It says what changed uh, in this season uh, to the last season. Normally. We had always struggled when we when we are uh, uh, back and to come back today we, we we turned the complete game twice and this is amazing. Yeah, an absolutely fantastic result. One that puts Saints in 10th position in the Premier League table, but it doesn't get any easier as they face a trip to Manchester United in Saturday's early kickoff. Adrian, what are your early thoughts ahead of that one? My, my early thoughts after tonight are that Manchester United will not be looking forward to facing Southampton after watching today. Southampton do a lot of things well that Manchester United struggle with and that will trouble 
Manchester United, which is keep the ball well, as we saw when they dictated, you know, large spells of this game tonight. And they play with an energy as well. Um, things are not going very well for Manchester United. There's going to be a sort of perhaps nervous atmosphere. They're not going to be very confident coming into this game. And you've got Southampton on the flip side going to Old Trafford on the back of tonight. If they play anything like, if they reach anything like the levels they did tonight, particularly in the first half, I would expect them to win at Old Trafford, which, you, you know, you might you might think you should never really expect anyone to go to Old Trafford and win. But this is not the Manchester United of old. Um, they are they, they are, and they can be vulnerable. And, and Southampton playing like, like tonight can definitely go there and get three points. Yeah, as Dean, uh, sorry, as Adrian says there, Dean, um, Manchester United are in rather indifferent form just now and two teams with contrasting confidence levels as well. It is. If you look at it, really, it's a good time to play Manchester United. It's not a, a happy camp. You know, they've, they've gone out in the FA Cup to Middlesbrough. Um, they've drawn against Burnley where they're expected to win. Um, and it just seems as though something's not quite right at the football club. So a great time to to play Southampton. I think recovery is really important now um, for, for Southampton um, to be able to go again at, at that tempo. But I think what Southampton can do, um, and the vulnerability of Manchester United, like Adrian's touched on, is Southampton can overpower Manchester United. They're fitter, I think they'll be stronger, and they're braver, uh, and they will take that risk. And it's a free hit. The expectation is on Manchester United to beat Southampton 3 4 0 at the weekend. So if you can keep that crowd quiet and turn them around, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game when I see it. Yeah, well, we're very excited for it as well. Uh, well, Adrian, Dean, thank you ever so much. Brilliant to have your company as always. I'm sure we'll all sleep well tonight after Certainly such well. an exciting game. Uh, well, as we've mentioned, uh, the Saints are back on the road this weekend. Of course, it's a trip to Manchester to take on the Red Devils. We'll see you then. <laughs> 